Hello, hello, and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of our podcast, I Understood That Reference. Uh, it's with me, Ross, and of course, as ever, the delicious, the wonderful, <laughs> the fantabulous, it's Rob. <laughs> the build-up never, the, the payoff never amounts to the build-up. It's just like, the, the delicious, Rob. Listen... Don't put yourself down like that, man. Okay, you're you're at least you're you're absolutely COVID free, unlike myself here, mm. who is beaming beaming hot COVID into the into the microphone that, that here. At the delicious, moment. Uh, that sweet sweet COVID. Mm. Yeah, it's it's. I feel like it's. I feel like I'm I'm back in 2021 or something. You know what I mean? It's it's been a really weird few days of seeing that uh, that that positive test come in, and I'm like, oh, we're. Oh, I thought we were past all this. <laughs> it's the man. So you think that was three years ago when all that kicked shit out, hit shit at the fan? Literally, when it really got mental, it was three years ago when all the lockdowns started. Almost, almost to the yeah. day, three years from when I was told to go home from my work because of our, to work from home because of everything that was going on. <laughs> three years to the day again, I go and get COVID again somewhere. Potentially, it could have been at Scream, but uh, my friend Darren was at, at that with me and he, he didn't get it, so... Although he did drop me in a, he did drop me in a, a delicious Wick, Wicklow Wolf Mammoth IPA that I'm. Uh, I thought you were gonna say, well, I, I mean, he didn't get it, but he did drop me in a vat of COVID, so maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's how I got it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it couldn't have been from that, no. right? Rob, how are you, man? How that's are things? I'm currently COVID. I'm assuming I'm COVID free. Although I guess you know, there's just less scrutiny. It's amazing how, through vaccines and just time. Time cures all ills, as they say. Uh, well, does it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Ooh, Foreshadowing, oh boy. But um, yeah, COVID-free for the moment, anyway, and and doing well. I it's 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 funny because I keep thinking back how hilarious it was. The amount of denial, like this time three years ago. You know when people were definitely sick, but they were myself included. Oh, oh, but you're petrified yeah. to say anything because you don't want to even consider the chance that you might have this virus that's like demolishing the planet. Like the fear is immense and even in our office i remember in february <laughs> people were dropping like flies and everybody's like oh well it's not but it's not in the uk yet so it can't it can't be that and like people are desperately ill one of the girls said she could barely breathe and everybody's like ah but it's probably just probably something <laughs> it's probably something else well how could it have been <laughs> anything else I, it's just a toothache <laughs> it's just it's just it's just a toothache in my lungs <laughs> In my, yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, um, at least now though, I can once I'm over this, I can be like COVID free since 2023. That's oh, get that on a t-shirt. Get that on a t-shirt until in- invariably I just get it again at the end of at the end of 2023, and I'm like, oh, burn the t-shirt along with all of my other yeah. clothes. The temperature isn't enough. You got to burn everything. You're, you're. I feel like you're bursting at the seams to get something out here. <laughs> Oh, I am. Uh, I, you have no idea. So today we're going to talk about the Oscars and then we're going to talk about the last episode of The Last of Us. But before that, I want to I want to tell Rob an anecdote uh, of what happened to me that uh, as much as I have COVID now, I actually went viral before that hey, on Twitter. So. Pew, pew. Continue. So I I I, I sent Rob a, a, a screenshot of this or the tweet anyway. But yeah, but so there I was. I I'd come back from a stag in Belfast, which was great crack and all that. But I was coming back on the train and I was desperately hungover <sighs> and I was sitting with a friend and just some people were walking by. There was four girls and I just I offered them help to put their suitcases up because they obviously were to help, needed help lifting them and it was all nice and jovial. 
And then, of course, me being me, I was quite hungover, needed something to entertain myself. <laughs> so I just started, you know, doing card tricks. As as Rob, you would know that I'm I am wont to do. You're a, you're a fiend. I feel like I've <laughs> I've only I've only added gas to that fire. So I've only myself to blame. Yeah, I I do feel like you're partly responsible. So let's. Let's 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 just let's just say that. But yeah, there I was doing my card tricks and just making conversation and all that. And we got chat talking to the girls and they were chatting to us and all that. And they were obviously I was talking about my partner and they were talking about their partners and showing me their like dogs and kids and yada yada yada. And it was all very nice and friendly and all that. And they started talking about movies because one of the girls was talking about how much she likes Hans Zimmer. And obviously, no way. myself and Rob are going to see Hans Zimmer. Uh, this year in in the O2 and it's going to be Hans Zimmer baby Hans Zimmer baby it's going to be amazing but we were talking about films and I asked them what what, what their favourite films were and one of the girls said um, did you ever see Drop Dead Fred with Rick Mail <laughs> yes like, this is my reaction thank you <laughs> her sorry her favourite her favourite film Isn't that, isn't that absolute? This is the exact same reaction. I'm so glad, Rob, you're, you're liked it. I had, I was like, as in Drop Dead Fred from Rick Mail from Bottom, you mean, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was very random. And I, <laughs> Bottom? Yeah. <laughs> one leads nicely into the other, if anything. It, it's actually. Oh my goodness. Uh, isn't that movie considered one of the worst movies ever made as well? I remember seeing it when I was young, very young, and even then thinking, this is abysmal. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine. I would be able to watch the whole film now. But at the time, I remember as a kid enjoying it because it's full of that weird kind of lewd Rick Mail humour. So, uh, yeah. Mm. But it was so I was so, like, flabbergasted that somebody would pick that and I started talking about films and then my friend mentioned, oh, Ross does a podcast about movies with his friend and you should listen to it. And the girl's like, yeah, yeah, we will. And like I was like, I'll give you a shout-out. So, so there's a shout-out. And that's one part. But obviously, okay. somebody else on the train overheard me having this conversation and decided to tweet oh, about please it. please read it, read it out, word for word. I oh, think it's funny. Oh, God, well, I'm, I'm going to have to try. Oh, to I can do it. I might have it. I might have it to hand if you want to <laughs> give us the... the, the this wasn't the pre-planned, by the way. This, I might have it to hand, like... <laughs> I have it. Okay, go for it. So this is from... A lady named Jessica. So obviously she was sitting adjacent during the shadows somewhere on the train. And she said, Two lads on the train chatting up four women heading to Dublin for a night out. One of the lads is doing card tricks. <laughs> <laughs> That's an important detail, obviously. Being funny and all around delightful. So then a credit to you there. All right. But he has just started to talk about his podcast. The conversation has died so quickly. I feel like the actual train has derailed. <laughs> Good lord! Oh, and then the next part where she she then followed up by saying, "At least he's uh he's asking whether it's okay to wear Rick and Morty socks, so at least he's self aware." Yeah. That yeah, points for self awareness, she says. Yeah, that got viewed <laughs> over a hundred and fifteen thousand times, which is just is she like insane. is she like a famous Twitter person? Hang on, let's, let me have a look here. I never really did any further research. Yeah. Any, anyways, Almost. basically, people in work were coming up to me the weekend after or the week after, and like. T- saying oh my god there's a, a, a i saw this tweet and it sounds like you and i'm like oh god it was me now again highlighting <laughs> wasn't chatting anybody up i even showed them a picture of my girlfriend on my phone wallpaper anyway that's all the point i just thought it was pretty funny i didn't even bring up the podcast but i just think it's funny how these things how easily something just goes from like a conversation into this 
blows up into this thing. It was crazy. And one of the girls even went on to Twitter and actually was like, no, no, it was a great conversation. I was talking to him and we're definitely going to listen to the podcast. So if you're listening, girls, I, I hope you've enjoyed it so far. <laughs> We've come full circle. I thought it was pretty funny. So that's I'll just leave it at that. I just thought it was mad. But there you go. Rob, is there any, any, any viral stories in your in your weekend or any crack with you recently? Nothing nothing viral, nothing nothing untoward. Um <laughs> I, I I don't think so, at least. I mean there's a broader if we're talking about public transport, I do have a horror story one time where the 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 opposite of a friendly individual sat down beside me inebriated and vaping on a plane and i can tell you that was a very non-fun non-cordial <laughs> tra- transport experience that i had about a month ago on goodness gracious me did i not tell you this story no basic jesus but a gaggle a gaggle got on this plane absolutely gee-eyed drunk i mean just astonishingly tipsy <laughs> And two of them sat beside me, and I was like, oh, goodness me. But she, like, the flight was short, so I was like, whatever. And then as we're taxiing to the runway, the, 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 this big birdie lad behind <laughs> me goes, he said, oh, Jesus, I'm fear scared of flying. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I was like, don't worry, I'll be all right. He goes, oh, I need to do something to settle the nerves. You don't mind if I vape, do you? <laughs> I was like, you can't vape on a plane. So no, please don't. <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, I'm doing it anyway." <laughs> and he starts vaping as we're taking off. So of course the cabin fills with smoke. No. As so everybody starts like, there's there's a lot of kind of oh what oh you just use his the murmurs. The baby's too polite, even in what could be a, a life or death situation, to say anything. So it's just, it's just this vapor filling the cabin as we take off and. <laughs> <laughs> he spent the whole flight up and down trying to buy like big cartons of cigarettes and ask for more beer and it was <clears throat> it was a flight from hell it's the longest hour I think I've ever experienced and obviously airborne. the title of, of this story Rob is Vapes on a Plane <laughs> <laughs> well you went to we might as well stop the podcast there because I don't think we're ever going to top anything after that <laughs> Jesus moment Jesus Christ that's also as a man who's terrified of flying and has to take Xanax that is literally petrifying to me, but you know, there, there, there we go. Mm. Well, I have to fly so much; it, like it's it, it feels so old hat. But every now and again, you know, the planet throws a curveball at you <laughs> in the form of you know personnel, <laughs> in the form of vapes. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ, yeah. vapes on a plane. Mm. That's fucking brilliant. Well, I guess we have the title of this episode. So <laughs> we most certainly do. <laughs> with all that absolute nonsense out of the way, let's actually talk about some movie stuff. So Rob, mm. Rob, the Oscars happened recently and we uh, we famously have a, a fairly low opinion of, of the Oscars and what they are. But what is your what is your thoughts on what happened? Are you, are you happy with the way the results went? Are you sad? Are you surprised? What, what do you think? I'm classically indifferent, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it I never. Just, I love the way it never changes. Rob, this is, before this the podcast, Rob was like, "Yeah, we'll give a, we'll give a, a kind of top level top level thoughts on the Oscars." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, cool, cool." I'm classically <laughs> indifferent. <laughs> it's just so. It's just so mundane, though, isn't it? Like the actual ceremony is so mundane. Ah, it's, uh, and then, like, and and I I I just think they always try and overcompensate by like giving some winners some 
credence by picking them and they seem like maybe they would be the edge case but then like they ultimately have actually been the favorite the whole time i will say the one you know the good stuff has been seeing everything everywhere all at once actually take the big awards for best film and and like some of the acting awards and stuff as well you know it's good for like a wacky indie multiversal movie to like take home a big win i think that's that is encouraging it it pretty much got everything Um, didn't it like i mean it got uh best actress best directors best picture best original screenplay best mm. supporting actor best supporting actress that one is mad (laughs) i think i'm not thinking jimmy lee curtis but i think that's mental she's in the film for like 10 minutes of even she's barely also she's not like she is the least compelling of all of them it's just like she's surrounded by excellence so i guess it has elevated her status but like she'd be have you seen you've seen Banshees, haven't you? I have indeed. Oh, it's, I love that film. A lot of people seem to be almost turning on it now and being like, "Ah, oh, I don't know. I didn't think it was great." But I, th- I love that. I thought it was a brilliant movie. Everybody I've talked to, even like Irish folks who are notoriously cynical about our own people and our own output, everybody seems to really enjoy. It, which is like, I, I the testament I would say, like my litmus test would be, I put it on and both my parents and I were all equally enjoying it that never happens unless it's a Mission Impossible movie so th- it's this or Mission Impossible that, 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 we, that we can sit through as a as a group but um, I you know there's a lot of like loads of Irish nominations across the board the only one that we got was an Irish goodbye that short film one which was a really nice moment I didn't I didn't even I haven't even watched the whole ceremony I just watched some of the clips but they sang happy birthday for the actor from the movie Aww. and he has Down syndrome as well so it was incredibly wholesome and he was excited to be there and they gave they let him hold a statuette while the whole place sang happy birthday to him I thought that was a nice moment but um, like I would have loved for Colin Farrell to win or Carrie Condon I thought she honestly could have been like this, the, this sneaky second favourite that might have just upset things on the day and then Jamie Lee Curtis and actually even Jamie Lee Curtis's reaction you can see she literally goes what the fuck like she that did she or shut the fuck up she says I think <laughs> um but that, like, but that's because she's like she's a storied, a storied Hollywood yeah. character. So they were like, just give it to her. She's not going to have another, probably have another opportunity. Just give her the Oscar. There, you know what I mean? I mean, a lot of people mm. might argue that the whole Brendan Fraser Oscar is kind oh, of Hollywood's. That's loaded uh, with that. Oh, hundred percent, and an apology to her for Hollywood, which I'm not saying it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't do. Hollywood's a cesspit, especially when it comes to Brendan Fraser, but. Mm. are we again are we doing this by merit or are we not doing it by merit i'm happy you got it i'm happy michelle yo got it i mean you know yeah, cause she's great and like she's she's been like an industry titan for so long you yeah. feel like it'd be i know what you mean it's like these people have it's like they have this back catalog which is actually really what's getting them the extra votes to, yeah it's not actually because of maybe necessarily specifically and maybe that's unfair on her because she was actually very good in that movie and so was okay he but um but I think I think they're actually I think with Michelle Yeoh's case I think they're actually doing giving her the Oscar now because it would have been embarrassing next year if they had to give it to her the Oscar for Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. So I'm actually I think it was a smart decision by Hollywood this time. <laughs> Do you see um, Angela Bassett's face in the clip when Jamie Lee Curtis won? She doesn't applaud. She doesn't smile. She is fuming. Because she was going in as the hot favorite, and I ever, and also to be fair to her, everybody probably told her she was the favorite and that mm. she was going to win. So you can probably understand why she was annoyed. But I mean, you can understand after watching everything everywhere all at once that you wouldn't think J- Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis is winning an Oscar for that role right there. 
I'd love if they put up a picture as he was getting it. It was just her with the sausage fingers, and you're like, "Hmm, yes, yes, yes." <laughs> classic, mm, classic makes, Oscar makes winner. Perfect said. That's that's highbrow content. Yeah, <clears throat> I thought Carrie Connor was robbed. I would have liked to have seen like either. She was Brendan. excellent in it. Excellent in, in in Banshees. So. Oh, I know. So like, yeah, it's just it's just a shame. I and mean, I always think, um, n- normally they distribute the awards more. I think you and I spoke with this before how they because they don't like to do the clean sweeps anymore as much. They don't like. A Lord of the Rings Return of the King where it wins absolutely everything it, normally there's a bit more distribution so like there might be best picture but then best screenplay it might call yes, it a, a different exactly. movie and I was expecting more of that but um, but let's be real and um, like like and this is a very cynical view but here's the thing folks we are so cynical when it comes to if, if, if films we don't like in the Oscars usually that would be, would be worse if we weren't as cynical now when a film we both loved wins it but like yeah I know. like it, it seems to, that that everything everywhere all at once ticks all the kind of hollywood boxes as in it's it's like it's like a hollywood independent movie because it's not really an independent movie but it's still mm. Hollywood and it still celebrates Hollywood. Like, as I said, when we talked about it, that it has like a lot of legacy Hollywood actors in it, like Jamie Lee Curtis. And I like um, the, the the actor who's also in ah, Big Trouble in Little China. Like, it's, it's very much aware of what it is. So Hollywood are okay to give that the nod. And also... Mm. It, because obviously it's not purely just an american movie either a kind of you know what i mean if it, it, it occupies a nice i know you're space saying for hollywood it, to give. It, 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 it's it's a movie that has arrived it has it has coincided with the right time for this yes. kind of movie to come out because these awards ceremonies and again this is not to detract from like because you and i raved about how good that it's movie best was. film like, in probably like, the last decade so i think it deserves it but it's impossibly cra- like like the film itself and like the two guys they, like they did it's just incredible like how, that they pulled it off as well like it's an indie movie and just the just the the ingenuity and just how fun it is and how wily and wacky it's all it's brilliant but it, to win this kind of thing means that the right kind of political and sort of communal sort of status of Hollywood has to be at a place where people feel like they need yeah. to give an award like this to justify their own existence hundred percent so they're not seen as this dated old fogies group and it's funny because they do this <clears throat> all the time it's like they're trying to apologize for previous decisions that they made that they made yeah <laughs> well because like back yourself but it's 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 their way of avoiding yet again being called out because now they can be like hey look look see what we did look, look what we did look what we did yeah. everybody and we know and they're like and remember don't forget we now wanted a top gun as well don't forget about that yeah and it won i mean top gun won an oscar for best sound mixing sound. or whatever but look just best sound. Best sound. <laughs> Which is, it used to be, they used to have two, two awards, best sound and best sound mixing. They've just squeezed that together. Yeah, just <laughs> sound, as a sound, it's a sound film. But look, at least yeah. they won something, because if Avatar had won something and uh, Top Gun didn't, I would have been pretty, pretty angry. But also, sure. like, of course, Top, of course, Avatar is going to win it for best visual effects. And like, you're telling me, like, obviously Top Gun can't win it because they actually flew the, the jets. So, of course, they can't yeah, win. They, they did it for real. Like, come on, yeah, they, like. They, <laughs> I know. It's it's ludicrous. Anyway, anyways, look. Also, if you spend a billion and a half on a movie, you'd want to make sure the visual effects are up to scratch, yeah. wouldn't you? Well, well, it's the only <laughs> oh, thing the film has going for it. It's, uh, come on, like. Well, uh, here's, here, here's the Oscar for best runtime and the longest runtime in a movie. Oh, Avatar wins. <laughs> Shock horror. Like, it's, anyway. That's not, let's not get me started on, on mm. Avatar. So, look. But yeah, I think I think a lot of nice people won though. Like I think I've nothing actually against Emily Curtis. I think she's also she's been very she's very self aware of the kind of 
she calls herself a nepo baby she knows that yeah. she's had access to this because of her parents and she doesn't show away from that she you know she kind of apologized for that and then brendan fraser is a clearly a lovely and vulnerable and kind of wounded ah. guy who's only starting to come back to together fully now as a result of this success so that's good for him and michelle Yeoh obviously is great and then you sent me this incredible thing about Kei Hui. like he he was he's just everywhere at the moment in terms of people are just loving how childish he's being and how he's just soaking up every square inch of a stage he's on and every second of like when he wins he's very grateful and the seeing him reunite with brendan or fucking harrison ford on stage oh. when they won best film is so unbelievably wholesome it's incredible and you know it's just a really nice moment and like it's rare to see like obviously he's as giddy at like it's a he's as giddy as he was when he was playing short round yeah. in temple of doom and it's a it's amazing how the two of them kind of both maintain that sort of well obviously harrison ford is just as if not even more stoic and more yeah. grumpy than he's ever been but um he was clearly beaming for him and it was you know it's rare you get a proper crack of a smile out of harrison ford in, in like a very public setting like that and, but, but then you sent me that picture yes. of like people suggesting you know obviously people are sad that this is the last harrison ford is indiana jones but you know you're never going to find someone who can fill those shoes so why not pivot to short round yes pick it up with him and i love you said that i was like i'm actually very okay with him taking the mantle and it doesn't have to be um indiana jones it can just be just short round just call it short round and he does his own adventure and it's a bit of fun and uh like remember you know because there's bits and everything everywhere at once where he's he's in a universe where he's an actor yes and he's the slickest looking oh my fecker. god and also the tuxedo and the and the cigarette and the, the neon oh it's incredible like he looked the part he, all of a sudden his stunt work is unbelievable like all the yeah. all the, the the stunt work in the movie that's him he's doing the stunts like you know what i mean his yeah he's an amazingly actual like stunt stunt choreographer choreographer is that a word there you got there you got there, there yeah, you choreographer. Yeah, choreographer. There you go. So like, it's it's like he ticks all the boxes, and it's a it's a nice way to put like a it's an unusual spin and bow on the Indiana Jones movies, where it's like, well, we're harking back to the originals while also moving beyond it. I I just think it's a, it's a very it's a it's a it's a clever way to do it because you're not yeah. And again, like you said, especially to to offer you know, a bit of a difference in a big franchise, but that's also rooted in the past. It, like, ticks every box, I think. I think it's a... It would be a great idea if they did that. But but also... Yeah, rather than doing a remake... Yeah, rather than doing a remake, just... Let's con- continue the legacy by, by just by... You know, you're, it's a completely different tangent, so it doesn't, it doesn't have to spoil the Indiana Jones exactly. legacy either, because yeah. he kind of can do his own thing. Yeah. For the, for, for the outing. What is also fantastic is that he was also in a movie with... Brendan Fraser years and years yes. ago. So then now to see them after both being kind of shunned and turned their backs on by Hollywood, to now see them both winning Oscars is just, it's so wholesome. Everything that's happening right now is very wholesome. So, yeah. Good, yeah. But. What do you think of Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, thankfully, I didn't see any of it. So, uh, yeah. and. Boring. The way I can say about everything about Jimmy Boring. Kimmel is that thankfully I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> he looked really nervous. I watched the monologue and it was boring. Like I think the, that that ceremony is like over three hours, like three and a half hours. Like, is there a need for a host? Just barrel through the awards. That's what people are there uh, for. And do, do you reckon he was thinking, if I say even the slightest, <laughs> the slightest risque joke, I am going to be cancelled before I walk out of this building? So like, 
Well, he'd be cancelled before he gets to the next show. There you go. Yeah. Like it's, man. I, I, he actually they they went they went the far side, man. They went two faces. It was a classic case of dare I say two faces west. The, there was real cringe at one point where he he apologized, like he made a joke about, and it was a it, the delivery was appalling as well. And the crook, I can't remember what the line was, but the crooks it was. It's. I mean, we can't be complaining about this or the other when it's so bad. There's no female directors, not when there's not even a female director nominated. And the what I hate about that is that the the, the Academy decided yeah, who gets nominated. Exactly. But now they're trying to make it look like they're not the problem. Yeah. That the, for for that whole thing in the first place, they're they're joking yeah. as if, oh, none of you fuckers invited you know, voted for. No, you just you, you did decide the shortlist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like him. So it's they're it's like them deflecting from their own issues by making a joke or by trying to like it's like they're trying to shed light on you know this is a real problem but you're the fucking problem but they're trying to deflect for, it's it was embarrassing and look he, he can say look well I, I'm on the deciding panel it's like yeah but you accepted the job to host it so you're you're in the same group you're part of the same thing like don't you can't pretend to be out out of it you can't pretend to be an outsider when you're you're very clearly an insider here like mm, yeah man it's stupid uh, it's just you know cringe and, and like you know you watch and this is like how many different connotations of you acted well this year do we have to hear mm. oh and these these four these five men really dove deep into their personal experience and dragged up from the bottomless pit of despair yeah. uh, this this fistful of poo which they molded into a performance unlike like it's just it's like they've gone to a thesaurus and they've just swapped in the previous year's like like little description, and then they got put that back. They got the, the, this another round of muck. Yeah, they got <laughs> they got ChatGBT to write them an Oscar speech. Is what they did, and that's <laughs> what I came out with. It was like yeah, they just obviously read it off a ChatGBT prompt. But also, it's like considering that one of the actors, let's be real, was Colin Farrell. He was excellent in that film, but like he's not. Like he's just being a bit of a a bit of a dose of an Irish lad. Like he's not. Let's let's strip it back here. He's not doing the most profound acting of his career, like. Yeah, yeah. You you don't have to describe it as this like harrowing experience that yeah. he went through. He went to like sunny Ireland for a few weeks and <laughs> he had fun filming a movie. That's what happened. This Herculean task that Colin Farrell did when he was just himself yeah. again for a while, you know. Yeah, exactly. He went home for a bit. I think. Yeah, I think that's that's look. We've happened yeah. for some folks. A lot of Oscars, Meyer snubs. Oscars are done. I'm, 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 I'm fine. I'm, I'm whatever they are, what they are. I'm happy. Everything, everyone all at once did okay. But look, let's move thought, on from I that. Honestly, I, unless you, want I to. thought the Batman and and Nope should have gotten a few inclusions in some of the technical stuff. Like I think All Quiet got best score, and it's like three notes. <laughs> and I'm, it's like they always make these weird, <laughs> these weird decisions. It's like it, months ago, one of the awards. The, key, the initial award ceremonies decides it and then that has this weird knock-on effect where then they all agree that yeah that's yeah. the one we pick now oh anyway that's the annual ratting on the award season done <laughs> <laughs> but look it just shows consistency that we still are cynical about it even when a film we yeah. adore wins which is good it shows that we're yeah. consistent but speaking of consistency. <laughs> oh boy. Oh Rob, no. We are now going to talk about the season finale of The Last of Us. So folks, spoilers ahead for the whole series. 
we will try not to spoil anything that happens in the second game because I assume the second series will, will maybe be following that path. Although from what I hear so far, it's not going to, but we'll cover that mm. another day. Basically, I sent Rob a text earlier saying, talking about the, uh, the, um, the Last of Us. And he said, I know exactly what your thoughts are going to be on it. So, Rob, I want two things out of you right now. <laughs> I want you to tell consistency. me consistency. Well, no, no, no. I don't care about you being consistent. I know. I want you to tell me what you thought of it, and then secondly, what you think that I thought of it. <laughs> so am I? Am I just describing the last episode? As in, by just yeah, sure, go for. As it, yeah, we'll, we'll use it as the basis. I thought that finale was fine. I, I think it's the theme. I've it's the same feeling I've felt the whole way through the show, with the exception of the the third, second, and third episodes felt especially strong, and it just then it plateaued, if not dipped a wee bit after that, and it never really regained its sheen for me. I guess I want to say like I didn't really I don't know I, I I haven't I haven't felt as connected to it as I thought I would, given I'm such a big fan of the game. The final episode I thought was a bit too short, ironically. They were very luxurious <laughs> with some of the other episodes, and I did for some reason after eight episodes of like diddy dallying around the place, they're like, "Well, brevity is what we need for the last one. <laughs> That's what we need now is brevity yeah. to close out quite a significant <laughs> chunk of the story." This stuff doesn't matter. Like, this, this, stuff, this stuff doesn't matter. They left out a lot of context, um, and because of that. Joel comes across quite monstrous in it, I felt. Um, and then it's and then the final like 10 minutes, 10 15 minutes is just beat for beat the video game, so it's kind of boring. I was hoping to do something different. I really thought I was hoping I'd uh, like there's kind of being committed to like the original story, and then there's like being overly loyal to it where it's almost to their detriment a wee bit. And I think you probably landed more or less the same. I don't think you would have enjoyed that last episode, I think it was way too brief. I'd say you hated the bit where he's going around mowing people down because it's without the key sort of context of why the circumstance of why she's been captured is very, is a bit different in the game and gives him more agency around to why you would be gunning down people in a hospital. Um, and it just, it, I, I needed more time to, to, to digest. I'd say you did as well, all that had happened. So to, to reduce the episodes, which have been easily an hour plus, up until now, to just squeeze that suddenly into 45 minutes felt like, a, I don't know, like an injustice to the game. Also, they had a cold open, which I had never seen before, which I'm assuming is from the second game. And there's a part of me that's wondering, is that more valuable? Would that have been more valuable if they saved it for the second season rather than shoehorning it in now? That, co- that, cold, opening, wanted- that cold opening was entirely original. Was it really? It was indeed. And you know who that actress was, right? Yeah, that's the, the original girl. Every time one of the original actors, actors or actresses come up, I just say that to Vish. I'm like, oh, that's the voice actor for this, or yeah. that's the voice actor for that. Did I land close on where you landed? You landed pretty pretty much exactly. <laughs> exactly on my thoughts, yeah. Um, I I was... I'll leave it there, so... Gee, exactly, yeah, <laughs> podcast's over. Um, I, I was almost baffled when I watched this, when I was looking at the phone, say, with the timer on it, and it was like 32 minutes into a 42 minute episode and the, the crux of the ending hadn't even happened yet yeah, and in my yeah, head i'm yeah. like are they is there actually another episode after this because they're going to need another episode to actually sell 
the context and the circumstance of what is happening here. And then they didn't at all. They just they just breezed past it as if it as if it didn't matter. And mm. then like a few things like because so obviously at the very end of the show they they the fireflies get Ellie and they plant a killer to make a cure. And in the game, obviously, because you play Joel and you've played all these hours and hours of you know, working your way through hundreds of infected, you know how bad the world is, and you've built this relationship with her really, really slowly. So you want to protect this girl. So you're like, I hate to say I mean, obviously the the, the discussion is open to whether you think Joel's right or wrong or evil or not or monstrous or whatever. But the mm. game, because you played along with them, you understand the motivations that are going on. In this show, the relationship is not strong enough at all that it, it and it's it's really played as if Joel almost has some kind of psychotic break and just yeah. just completely becomes evil and I was really I found that so <laughs> jarring because I'm like well that's not what we're supposed to be feeling here or at least my impression of the story from the game and all that was the exact opposite of what we're supposed to be feeling here but what what, what what reiterates or what reinforces the, the bad point of this is that because we've seen so little of the infected and we've seen so little of how bad the world is due to the infection, the whole idea that they need a cure so badly to kill a little yes. girl is completely lost of meaning. Because it's like, well... Yeah, you, I agree. Because you never feel like they're in danger. At all. Every, every time you, you find a new village or a new hospital or a new building, there's there's none of... It's just unoccupied. There's no, there's no clickers. There's no zombies. So I don't understand why people haven't walked in. Now... Obviously, we played the game, so I think a lot of people are, will be like, well, it's not the game, so you can't keep comparing to the game, which I don't agree with, but that's fine. But the first two episodes of this show, gave there was so much room to breed. Everything was given its moment. Everything was given time. There was paced very, very well. There's a really yeah. tense moment with the clickers and the infested, and we're given this world, and we understand it. And I was thinking back then, this show is going to be in all-time classic and it's been great i've i've really enjoyed it but it's never gotten anywhere close to the levels impact the impact there the impact yeah yeah especially when this is like the, the crux of your whole this is the crux of the show this is the finale this is what everything is leading to and after giving some episodes of detours giving them an hour and a half per episode this gets essentially 10 minutes of focus I, I was I, I was I was really really shocked by it actually. Yeah, because I couldn't believe when I realized how they were structured in the final three episodes. Oh wait, there's when I when I saw the title, the seventh one was left behind. I was yeah. like, oh, it's so the whole seventh. So that means eight and nine. I was like, oh my god, there's so much storyline to get through. Yeah, and I like I know people, and obviously the game takes longer, obviously, because you're just sneaking around the place, and that it doesn't make for good TV. But I, I, yeah, the pacing, in general, I think, I struggled with it. It's funny. I, I think we said this before, before when we did the sort of mid-season kind of review. Um, I think people who hadn't watched, haven't played the game at all, think the show is fantastic because they have no other point of reference. Yeah. So obviously, and I like you know, and in general, it is, a, a incredibly high quality, lovingly oh, produced triple yeah. A TV show. You know, the casting is really excellent, and you know. But they're very, they're very loyal to the game storyline, and they're, they they wear that in their sleeve like a badge. But the problem is though that then that they're they're open to scrutiny, 
if they're going to be that if they're going to literally play the scenes so like for like all the time then obviously we're going to criticize the pacing because the that those scenes if you're going to do them literally be for be the exact same they only work to your point when we've had that build up exactly. those hours and hours of exposure to them in this game world versus it, you can't lift out the fun iconic dramatic beats from the cutscenes and just stick them in and expect it to work the exact same way literally because like sometimes it's irritatingly the exact same and i and i that's where i wanted them to deviate more i'm like you have the freedom it doesn't have to be even if the some of the language is more or less the same literally like people are like oh frame for frame it looks the same and i'm like yeah points that is very it's, you know that's impressive when it's kind of just more of a, an observational moment or just kind of more of a ge- geographic thing but when it's like these crucial beats then it's actually damning more than it being impressive and like i think it's your point is like because there's a lot that happens both with the, with the infected and also with the fireflies where you have a right to also not trust them 100 like you build a lack of trust for the fireflies as well because you, you come into contact with different factions of them throughout your journey across the u.s so they're not all good but the problem is is that you never really get that sense they just seem like they seem like this mystic kind of band of good guys who are only in salt lake city so then so then when joel goes awol one you're kind of like why is he reacting like this yes. the world is yeah. as grim as they are but also now it just seems like you're a madman killing like these freedom fighters like it, it made him like really villainous i thought um because they hadn't built the, the, the inherent evil that's kind of like the the, the, the corruption that flyerflies also have they, had, they didn't build that in as effectively into the show so like i just thought oh my god people are gonna think this is very cool but i find it quite i struggled with it I, I t- and i and even and even they undercut themselves they literally say like at one point marlene says to him how did you get here by your by yourself yeah. just her uh, yes, whatever i'm like i'm like oh. they literally just walked it they just walked it there's just been literally there's, uh, there's been almost no struggle to get there <laughs> honestly like like i was but they keep undercutting themselves even tommy goes oh it's a tough five-day <laughs> ride you might not survive and then even ellie later just goes well that was easy and then at the end of this episode they're back there again it's like co- co- come on guys like is i i need you need me to believe that this world is in peril because otherwise i'm like well then of course joel would would be in the right for going up and killing them because the world's mm. not bad enough to warrant them killing the uh, ellie like not at all in fact like there's no I just like every time they got to a new place like 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 I wanted them to be like oh no there's danger around every corner but in this world it doesn't seem like that at all and it, it, do you know what it made me think of and this is a really strange uh, comparison but I was thinking about it earlier do you know those really I don't know what the, the studio is called but they make those really shitty low budget like monster versus gorilla movies and they make like you know transmorphers and all this they make like really yeah. cheap versions of big films so you like you'll yeah, yeah. see the characters reacting to like a monster but you will never see them on screen together because the budget is too bad to accommodate that so they're always just reacting to something that's off screen that you don't see and that's what this felt like at times because they're like there's people talking about the infected and saying how bad the world is but like i'm not i'm not seeing that it it, it makes and we talked about this in the last episode it makes the decision for that Frank and Bill episode, to that, even more baffling now that I'm like, but your day just lived a full happy life, like so why, like what I I can't see the need 
in this world that were portrayed in this show to to want to kill Ellie for the cure. Like it doesn't even seem to be that bad. <laughs> like yeah. So oddly, Joel is justified in his, but not because that the way the show is no, decided. But not you could at all. say. You could say that, oh, well, you know, he was right. Well, like, he, he might as well have because she wasn't in that much danger. Like, they could just get back to Tommy's. She doesn't need to die. Um, and also, like, yeah. so, so, I'm sorry, sorry to cut across you, man, but there's two, two, no, re- two really quick things I want to say because I think they're important. So the, the first one is, I, I, I think it undercuts that huge pivotal moment and I think it does it, it's like that conversation about was Joel in the right for doing it or wrong and that was a big discussion when the game ended and I yeah, that's that, why that was the whole point it's like exactly. it leaves it ambiguous and I love that I love that but this yeah. one I, I think even after watching it it definitively comes down on one side to be like no, this guy's a monster and you shouldn't support him. And I'm like, that. Yeah. It, that is the, the exact opposite of what the rest of the show was trying to be because it tries to present this morally ambiguous world. Whereas this is just kind of saying like, no, no, look at him, he's fucking crazy. Like, And and the second thing, and I, I don't know how you felt about this, but even, even afterwards, like because that relationship hadn't been built up correctly and then when he started, Joel started saying like, oh, you, you love my daughter, you just, you just like her, but you're not like her. It was almost... And even Tina pointed this out. Tina was like, I, I almost felt he was a bit creepy in a way. It was almost like he'd he'd actually just kind of kidnapped her at this point. And the relationship wasn't as much like mutual and father-daughter and caring, but it was actually kind of kind of creepy. Like he was like replacing yeah. his daughter in a way. And I thought the very same thing when I was watching it. And I'm like, so obviously I'm not the only one picking up on this. Like, I, I don't know if you no, got I, that. Yeah, I, I agree. No, I, I thought it was... It, it was I guess it was like a character choice, but he was a bit too eager in the show yeah. because they do a really good job. And I get it's probably down to Troy Baker to his credit. Um, it is amazing to me. Like he's like this lanky, scrawny guy. And then he has this, he's able to put on this incredible, like deep husky Texan voice. It's really impressive. Um, but like, you know, even when he, it's because they do, that is the parallel. It's like, you know, he said, you know, Ellie gets away from, from David. So, but you know, such a harrowing experience. And Joel is grateful for her for, saving his life so he, he opens up to her a bit more but he's still quite reserved and because they build a character so well just the notion of Joel kind of saying hey you know I'll, I'll probably teach you some guitar someday it's very understated but it's because of how distant he's been for like exactly. 20 hours exactly you're like you're even that alone you're like oh wow but that's he's he's even he's kind of softening but the Pedro, the Pedro Pascal version is more just like, hey, you know, come on, like let's let's do guitar, like you all right, let's let's do some puns. You know, yeah, it's too, it, it's too sudden to pivot for me. I, and then especially um, at the end when he's he's like really chipper and all that at the end, and I'm like, what is happening here? And he's like, oh, you you'd love my daughter, yeah. and she's like you, but she's not, she's not exactly like you. And, she's not, and I'm like, he, he does. Not that you're not girly. Not that you're not girly. Yeah, and it's like uh, he actually sounds. Yeah. He sounds like a yes, like he's kidnapped her or something. And it's like that's not the that's not the vibe they were trying to go for it all surely but that's what it, it really seemed like no because in the game he retains he still retains that kind of quiet yes he never he never gets that chat like he 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 obviously deeply cares for it by the end of the game but and I, again I, it just it might be just the medium is just killing them a little bit they felt like they had to get to that point in nine episodes and I think that's yeah they struggled I think to get there because you just don't spend as much time with them. That's, that's it. Kills it. And, 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 and I really am annoyed that there weren't more 
zombies. I listen. I'm I was going to put a tweet out yesterday, just saying what happened to all the zombies. But I was like, no, some people haven't seen it yet. But it's like we got two episodes about that Kathleen person who wasn't in the game at all. Okay, to obviously flesh out the human characters. But I'm like, if you're going to take, okay, if you, that's fine. Introduce new characters. But you've just taken all of the time away from the infected. So you've given them absolutely no place in this world anymore. But the whole thing is that the world is shit and people are being shit because of the infected. Like, the first two episodes built it up so well and were, like, so slow with that. And that first, the the second episode, when they meet the two clickers in the building, is done Incredible. incredible. And I'm like, now this is going to make the rest of the show really really interesting because every time they come up against the clicker or, or a zombie guy they're going to have to it's going to be the same intensity to get past them but then the way the show mm. gets around that is like well they just don't come across them anymore which is so counterintuitive like that's what's your point it's counterintuitive because the whole the rest of the world we see is designed and built and structured in a way to counter Ex- this apparent exactly in, in, like look at Jacksonville it's or whatever it is is it is it or Jackson Jack James Tanner Jack, Jack whatever it's called um like they're big it's basically a fortress yes with 20 with 10 meter walls and constant guards on watch and everything and you're like well what are they afraid of if not mainly the infected and like even because when it does hit it is really powerful and really scary like because the open of the episode I thought was was interesting we'll have to talk about that very briefly yeah. but um dakota is it dakota is it no what's her name ashley johnson ashley johnson is that her name it's just her against one clicker chasing her through the woods and into a house and it was scary because when they use it it and they use it effectively it's really powerful and you forget how lethal they are and how easy it is for just one to like end your life basically and like you said well, before it's it's that's much scarier than the the World War Z style flood of zom of them, like because that's not yeah, yeah. scary. That's just you know, what I mean, it just looks visually, it looks visually stupid because it's just like this yeah, it's mo- flood, it's, and it's kind of mindless. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's exactly. it's so impossibly massive. You kind of lose all sense of danger because the scale is so hard to comprehend. There. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. And I understand maybe maybe they felt like it was hard to sell the scariness frequently, and they obviously wanted to prioritize the characters as well. But they, they, they could have, for me, it really, like, I think I will say again, like, I th- like you know, the, the casting was so good. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like it looked incredible. Oh, like, and it, the atmosphere and, 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 and the visuals are out of this world, like. Mm, and, and lovingly, like, recreated. Like, that they wanted to honor the original game, which I respect. But you then inherit the expectation when you stick that closely to it. And I think that's why then the pacing felt off. I think especially for folks big fans of the game yeah. that's it was always going to sort of maybe tarnish their opinion of it if it, if it didn't land the beats the same way the, the, the game did um, and i, I think if they it's interesting i think if they had had the last episode be an hour and a half long i think they mm. could have pulled it all together in a much more satisfying way i think they could have have one or two because the last episode have one or two running with the clickers just to obviously keep them fresh in your mind make sure you know, it's like writing an essay. You know what I mean? You, you tell people what you're going to tell them, blah, summarize it. And then the start of every paragraph, you kind of bring it back in again and tell them what you're going to tell them. So for the summary, again, you tell them what you talked about. So you should at least have the clickers have a, a biggish presence in the last episode to be remind people of this is the world we live in. Look, there's clickers everywhere. It's really shitty. And this is the problem and this is the solution. And that's fine. Slowly, again, tease out that relationship. 
but it spent like the first 10 minutes was on a flashback then it's a 40 yeah. minute episode that's 30 minutes there is 15 minutes that, yeah that, that concerned me as well yeah. and i realized not only is this unfamiliar territory but this is a shorter episode and i know what they have to get covered yeah. i know what they're going to try i like because we knew that they're obviously going to try and close out the game once they were yeah in salt lake city but like even that sequence i haven't played the, the full game in a while but from what i remember like you are under attack from you're 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 escaping infected and then you there's this harrowing moment where you're under attack from what seems like rebels i think it turns out to be fireflies and like ellie nearly drowns but yes and then that's they find when the capture you, is when you're trying to so, stop them drowning yeah, you feel like you're yeah because you feel like you're under attack from them and they were shooting at them like they were trying to kill them that's the whole point so like it justifies more joel again just another firm reinforcement of why joel considers them dangerous and why he is right to because they just could change their opinion on a dime whereas in this they just chuck a grenade at them <laughs> and it's like a flash grenade or something as well so it's not even yeah, yeah. it like sanitizes them quite heavily shall we say in this but but also e- mm. even just the fact that that hospital scene at the end in the game is crazy because all the kind of mechanics you're used to using against zombies and very much like raiders and all that now you're actually using against people you don't necessarily want to and you understand their point of view and all that but your 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 desire to get ellie and saver is so much stronger than that that it almost you you it overrides that you know and it's very real mm. it puts you in that very real position whereas here i thought there was no almost zero emotion felt in that scene because joel is just becomes this like terminator-esque figure walking through the halls with like yeah like, gunning these guys down he's, like a cartoon action film and they're like it's like hot shots at one stage where one of the guys like falls over and he just like throws bullets at him and stuff like it, it's just it lost all sense of there, there, i don't know there was no urgency to it there was no like i didn't feel like it was a proper fight that joel's in it for his life and he has to get to her and even when he walks up to the door and he like really methodically slowly walks up to the door and silhouettes himself i'm like jesus christ man are you like are you in a rush or are you not in a rush what which is it here like are, are you are you aware of what you're doing or are you having some kind of weird like again psychotic break because i don't think they should be playing into a psychotic break he should be you want joel to be aware of what he's doing it's it because that's his character yeah. he he wants this he wants to save her that's the point of it like they should feel more desperate as well. Oh yeah. Whereas that, like to your point, he's just strolling through. Like he's just like it felt like mission, like a like a Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise at the finale of a movie, just like just rinsing goons, just with ease because he's the best and he he's you know, he's he is Ethan. Like it felt like an Ethan Hunt moment versus like a a really gritty grounded like Last of Us. And there's like and people again, for- and it's again because you and I obviously are, are. It's impossible for us to to not to to watch it and not. <laughs> just think of how we experienced it with the game yeah. i think that's that's the real problem because as far as vicious concerned he thought it was like like so shocking that it was almost you know it was exciting in that sense and he didn't know what was going to happen and you know what the the risk and it was people were you know people were definitely enjoying it if they hadn't played the game but yeah pacing too messy i just it's too uh too all over the place just, and it just... what and it's hbo famously they'll do like hour and a half finales if they want to well, i don't know where that went that that template but the, somebody forgot the first episode was an hour and a half long i think the the, the third episode was was an hour and 10 minutes an hour and 20 minutes and the the, the mm. last episode the, the episode that the crux of all of this build-up 
the setup, this this like the payoff to it all gets forty minutes. I just like I don't and like whatever if you if you if you tell a story tightly enough whatever you can do that but they just didn't and i'm not saying i didn't like this show i i thought it's great it's fantastic but when you have the, the the bible essentially that is the game there like how can you make a version that's that's almost you you your take instead of refining it you're actually removing a lot of the necessary components it was really unusual like mm. and like it's funny but then they'll still prioritize things like Oh, you know this mechanic in the game where you boost? Well, we're going <laughs> to... Got to get this we'll in. Put that in. <laughs> got to get, get that in. in. Yeah. <laughs> just to remind people we got it from the game. I thought that was funny. Just because I just love how they prioritize some of those things. Just I would have, I really would have liked to have had them to have been in more immediate danger together. Because the whole point of the giraffe thing is just like, again, the purpose of it in the game is like, oh, look, you know, life finds a way. And, and, and look at this. Isn't it so tranquil? But then fucking all hell breaks loose for a while they're desperately trying to escape and then they get captured versus this where they just go from giraffes immediately to the to the hospital it, it, like in the in literally the it's blink like, of an eye so like that that again that's an example of the pacing i, I wanted them the the, the 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 point of the giraffes is not just that you can have oh look this little cute moment it also works doubly effectively because it it shows you, oh, look, this is so pleasant. Oh, and you're plunged right back into this horrible infected world. They're sneaking around again, and there's bloody infected everywhere, and that's a fucking nightmare. That's the worst. Exactly. Oh, another it's harsh. Oh, and now they've been captured. Yeah. Whereas this, they're just like, oh, giraffes. Oh, is that a flashbang? Why would there be any of those still left 20 years later? Never mind. We've been captured. <laughs> but, but also, Rob, to, to completely to your point, it's like... That's after a leisurely stroll around with no uh, talking about Boggle and talking about the guitar and talk, like there's no there's no danger there's no infected there's like there's not a single point that you think they're under threat uh, and like there's just no there's no impetus for any of this so even when they have the conversation where Ellie's like it can't have all been for nothing I, in my head I'm like but I haven't seen you guys struggle enough for you to say that. It's like you're talking about events that we didn't see because we were like looking at other people's stories or that we were somewhere else in this universe. So then by the time you go back to ye people, sure, the game had that all set up built in, but this doesn't. So it's like you're referencing, mm. it's almost like you've expected us to have played the game and are talking to our experiences yeah. there as opposed to what you've actually shown us in the TV show. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. It's almost like they forgot that not everybody's going to have uh, and yeah, it's almost cheating to yeah. rely on like people's knowledge of the of the games like as a justification for like oh well like you you've probably you understand the context because you've played the game anyway, so you don't need to worry about whether we left that. Like exactly. I even exactly. more thought about. It, I remember thinking back about like the 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 Henry episode and where they're going through the tunnels and stuff, and I remember thinking how it would have been so much more impactful. They did actually encounter some infected initially, and they just escaped, and they're like, Phew. Yeah. Well, we probably won't run into anything like that again. That's probably the worst of it. And then the outburst from underground happens later. Because it's a reminder of like, oh, even though they just escaped this encounter, then this one is the one that's the end of it for um, the two lads. Exactly. And, and like, that's the way it plays out in the game. So <laughs> it's just weird that they didn't <laughs> that they didn't use that more as a blueprint. But because it's supposed so like, to, the, the whole point of, and like you said, you made a great point there when you said that, that the world was obviously built in mind with having this zombie and this infected threat everywhere like the world is built for that purpose so then it's weird when you remove the infected and have the world 
but it's built with that purpose in mind so instead it just feels empty and like but empty isn't what they're going for here they're going the, the thing is they're going for like this is so bad there's so many infected it's such a threat it's such a constant that we need a cure no matter the cost but when it's empty the world's empty all the time i'm like just what do you do you need a cure is it, it doesn't seem to be mm. that that pressing a threat but i don't know it's, it's like you said it, it would be so much more impactful if yeah the, 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 the threat of the infected like you said they go underground they, they find a school and all that they get attacked they barely escape that and like oh thank god go on to the next thing loads of people die the two of them die and you're like that's impactful then because you realize that you can escape one of them and there's just going to be another one right around the corner that's, that's yeah just almost immediately again yeah and like think of it, it's, it's it's a season of two halves right because like even 100 oh, god yes. i love that i love that second episode like it's, it's so it's amazing it you know what it starts off in jakarta and like your one's answer to the, the general is just basically like you're just going to, have to bomb everything because this is just going to be so virulent and so dangerous there's nothing to stop this except sh- just sheer firepower and then you get a sense of that in that episode but then of course and i know they're in the, the wilderness and it's a bit more sparsely populated but then you can't go to salt lake city which is a city yeah, and not then even... they they stroll in and out they build yeah they build up they build up that that risk and that danger really well in the first couple of episodes and you do feel like they're constantly going to be at risk to run into these things but then you, it's almost like everybody's just supposed to forget about that part absolutely <laughs> again i it, it sounds hyper hyper critical but i think i just found it i think you're the same it's just like having played the game and, and just how well structured that whole story was with the gameplay and everything that's why the preference is for it to have you, you want to feel the same level of payoff exactly you want to have that that catharsis by the time they get to that 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 confrontation outside jackson you want the same impact of it and i get it's just lessened because it just doesn't feel like they were in as much danger yeah um it just it just seems like joel had an absolute like you're in like a psychotic break yeah and then she's just like i have to live with this guy now that, that no wonder she's a bit off exactly which which exactly but it is i was like but that changes the even the reaction she had because it's supposed to be about her not trusting him not about her being like this guy's this guy's gone insane like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. this guy's it's actually he's lost, lost the plot. like exactly and look I, th- th- I thought david was bad ex- yeah but that's the thing because now it's in watching the show the way it is now i'm almost like oh yeah i i know what's going on here she's like this guy's just like david when you're like no 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 ross no that's that's, that's not that's not the point <laughs> at all oh it's just the, because they were back-to-back episodes oh, okay right right but the, the, the hmm. last thing i want to say in this is just Again, it does sound like being hypercritical. I'm not trying to be hypercritical. I'm not trying to always compare it to the game, but I think this series itself, and I'm so glad you said it there, it is very much a series of two halves. The first half of the series seems to be setting up a world that we then actually did not get. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting. Like I thought it was I thought it was gonna do that classic like this build and this build. And like H normally like a really like the, the when they produce these things, they have a really good sense of using the back half, particularly, particularly the ninth and tenth episodes of, like, say, if you use Game of Thrones yeah. as an example, to really, yeah, provide such meant like, there's a huge payoff, or there's something catastrophic or crazy or profound or whatever in the ninth episode, but then you have the down of the tenth, just to reset and kind of collect yourself and earn what has happened in the previous. But this, you never, we never really got that 
crescendo to the same extent and then as a result a rushed finale because it was almost like two mini crescendos in the form of david and then the hospital thing it was kind of weird um but sure look they took, i think they would still, still like an unbalanced they, they, they had a good crack at it and i think it'll be interesting to see what the season two sort of presents itself because apparently they've said they're, they're not going to really lean on the second game as much because i think there's time between those two, two i guess as well so they'll, they'll probably you know probably do some more recent they'll probably do some more immediate stuff first with the this cast and kind of yeah exactly go from there but also yet again that just makes me think well why didn't you just stretch out this this the, the actual story you had here use all the opportunity that's given to you like it seems like they're now <clears throat> going to have to retrofit things into a next series to try and align it up to where the 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 end of the, the game actually with the first game was or something i don't know look who knows but it's just it's a, it's been a great show it's been a great run but i'm just even just thinking about as an episode as a whole i i don't see i don't see how you couldn't be a little bit disappointed by the payoff from the last episode it was it was mm. yeah but that's all yeah look just just a bit rushed like honestly i, I guarantee if you gave that like to double the length of that episode you'd probably find it yep. more of a real like saga and like agreed that the two of them really went through something and you know even just even yet even the runtime alone probably would have made that exp- made it more sort of impactful and it would have stood um, on its own even if it was only one series because the first game very much stands on its own as one game because it was only originally envisioned to be one game so yeah, yeah whereas yeah. i think the way this series ends you're like well the, the, the there's so much left out that you're like well it <laughs> yeah, can warrant a second series so, oh, yeah. I agree yeah. totally. But look, well, look, we did it. We 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 we, we, we complain through it as we always do. With these well, topics. We're, we're just we're good. We're critical. We're consistent. We review things properly, not just eight, eight mm. out of ten. Too slow. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's just <laughs> that's you. Yeah, true. That's very true. Yeah. Um. So, Rob. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. We hope you had a good mm. time. Uh, let us know on Twitter yeah. what you think of The Last of Us. If you, if you feel free to disagree. We didn't hate it. It sounds yeah, like we did. We actually loved it. Well, I think we did. But, you know. Well, I think we did. Yeah, but again, like when you build up to that, like when you're, when you're kind of like, you're build up to that ninth episode and then it's that, you're like, ah, versus, whoa. You know, that's kind of Ex- right. Yeah, for, for that, but for I, I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you the general consensus is people who play the game probably thought definitely loyal to the game for the most part but then almost to its detriment and then people who haven't played the game would be like it's class it's absolutely class sexy daddy pedro absolutely class i mean he he is a sexy class. daddy let's be realistic about this He's a very but, handsome man know, what can we say goodness me but um, <laughs> with that bombshell rob tell, tell, tell <laughs> where can people find us if they want to listen to more of this incoherent shite cynical ramblings <laughs> but consistent ones. um oh nothing if, if anything to our own detriment, consistently cynical. That should be the actual name. Uh, of the, yeah, consistently <laughs> cynical. It's a great name for a podcast, actually. It's the antithesis of absolutely fabulous. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I mean, we are like those girls from Absolutely Fabulous as well. So. Oh, I'm definitely Joanna. Lovely, hundred <laughs> percent. Hello. <sighs> Hello, darling. She's so breathy. Hello. She doesn't really. She can't really move her mouth anymore. She's a lovely lady. Um. Right. Where was Jesus. I? Spotify. Spotify, um, uh, uh, iTunes, Apple, SoundCloud, 
and there's a uh, pod tail. You can never forget a pod tail. Ooh, uh, the Twitter at Cap Understands. You get us there, and then capunderstands.com is where you'll find um, the, the the website. So there's loads of different outlets, and I can actually, I can, and, and to reassure people, if you like to listen to these things on a train, I can ah. confirm as long as you have a sturdy <laughs> internet connection, they will work. So you train commuters you train enthusiasts i think there's actually a term for that because that's very much in vogue these days train enthusiasm yeah um, just be careful who you're yeah. listening to it near because you could end up yeah, going yeah. pretty viral <laughs> yeah and then you'll get COVID. um yeah. but yeah loads of options listen to us complain about it sing about it dance about it it's great crack <laughs> thanks a great lot crack. folks thanks for listening all that is left to say is that i have been ross and i've been I've been Robert. This has been I understood that reference. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I think you've lost Nailed who it. you're trying to impersonate, or at least I hope. Yeah, yeah. It, it became Bill Clinton somehow. Oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> oh, good stuff. <laughs>